not bad. Not bad. I put bass in the voice. It's not bad. There we go. <laughs> how how are how are you doing? I'm I'm good. I've uh I've been giving this a lot of thought, Sha. I've been uh so this uh to start the year off, one of my resolutions was to uh track my receipts a bit more. I wanted to be a little bit more uh aware of my uh fiscal responsibilities, especially like as a comic. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh I'm like I was pretty like cavalier about uh that process and it, I know it's like it's an opportunity to like uh better document, save money, all of that jazz. Right. And I guess the reason that like I I couldn't understand why I struggled with it because I did well with it until I became a comic. Hmm. And I'm curious if like uh as an artist, the more you lean into like art mind that like you you disassociate from like responsible like the other side of things like i feel like analytical things are a whole different side of your brain Mm -hmm. and when you're creating you struggle with those and vice versa okay you know what i mean um but yeah like and this only came to mind because like uh so like uh, money's tight this month, mm-hmm. specifically because I have the same amount of gigs. I have a normal amount of work. Mm-hmm. I'm making a normal amount of money. I committed to two different long-term projects. One of them, uh, my runner shows at Soho Playhouse. Come out, see it. It's on Fridays in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't pay you till the end with these things. As a mm-hmm. comic, I'm very much used to like, yo, did the show, hit the money. Right. I planned, did the show, here the money, right. energy and scheduling with not those type of shows. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, yeah, theoretical bread. We've talked about this before. <laughs> yes, yeah, theoretical I'm crushing bread. it. Theoretical money all uh-huh. over the place. Actual money got a little scary this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, yo, uh, I used to be in charge. <laughs> Of like an $11 million business for Fortune 500 companies. And I crushed. Mm-hmm. I did well. I, I budgeted well. We had weekly sales projections. I had meetings on Tuesdays with all my sales reps. Um, mm-hmm. a, cor- a monthly and quarterly meeting with my boss. And all my shit lined up. I don't know what happened when it got reduced to one house, four people. <laughs> I thought it would be easier, but right. on God, I, I can't budget it the same. Mm-mm. And I'm curious as, if it's because I'm out of that frame of mind. I used to spend 40, 50 hours a week being hyper-focused on these budgets and sales and numbers. Mm-hmm. Now I spend 40, 50 hours a week focusing in on being funny and telling stories. And like, it takes my brain a while to do these other things and it struggles at it. Um. Before you started uh, being creative for money and you were actually doing that, uh, the math, like for your job. Yeah. Were you able, how easy does that come to you? Like, was it a struggle at the time for you to be able to 
keep all of that going for a business and lots of money and all that stuff? Like, was that something that came easy to you or yeah, what? I, I think I, and I think I even like, depending on, um, where and when I even enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I struggled the other way. Like I enjoyed performing, but I struggled with, uh, getting in the frame of mind to create new content. So like, mm-hmm. uh, writing like my first 10 minutes took like years. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. you know, so I felt like I would, the challenge was the other, and that's part of why I eventually like decided to like resign. I like, I really enjoyed performing. Um, and every time something good happened, like I'd get like a TV spot and I was like, yo, uh, come do 10 minutes. Like that would burn all the material I had. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I like, I gotta, I gotta be able to produce more. And I clearly other people are able to do that um, when this is what they do. Okay. Well, I mean, how are you at compartmentalizing? I'm pretty trash there. Okay. Cause I yeah. think that might be where, what you've got to work on in order to handle both things. Cause I mean, I tell you what, you probably are already light years ahead of um most people in our industry you're certainly light here light years ahead of for me do you know what i mean because you you kind of already cotton to doing the financial part keeping okay. that straight i am not i am not good with money uh, um okay. i'm not i'm not bad with money Right. I could I could tip into being bad with money, but I'm not bad with money, but I'm not good with it. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I'm not going to let myself get into a hole that I cannot dig out of. Right. To me, that's being bad with it. Um, I see like, oh, no, I got to stop here or I got to do blah, blah, blah. These things will be paid. All of this stuff will be taken care of. Well, I'm not good with it in that I don't keep track of receipts. Right. And my mind is because I have a day job <laughs> and whatever taxes I got to pay on the comedy, it'll just come out of whatever they took out too much of from the day job. Right. I just let the IRS fucking settle that shit up for me. <laughs> I just send them papers and I'm like, y'all work that out. Um, but I think it's because you tend to be a all in on on a thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you may have to practice some compartmentalizing a few things. Okay. And also, a comedy is a place where people can absolutely take advantage. Yeah. Right? So they may not be on the up and up in the way that a Fortune 500 company needs to be on the up and up. Little itty-bitty fiefdoms don't have anyone to answer to. Right. So... So they can, so there's that element of it that may throw things off. Um, And like you said, like a scheduling thing, like not realizing that you don't get money until the end of the run. That's probably absolutely what happens for them all the time. And to run, you get your money. But, you know, we are a give me the drink ticket now kind of people. (laughs) That's where we're coming from. So that's, you know, just file that away as... When I do this again, either in this place or another place, I know that that is how theater people do their business. Yeah. And I can adjust for that. So these may be just the growing pains from that lesson. But I think for you, maybe it's just like um, 
you know, I, I, I know that you're, you're like, okay, I've got this, this, and this coming in. So we should be fine. But also know that you may not be fine. (laughs) (laughs) That like, huh, that may not, because a lot of it is chasing down. I don't know how hard, how often you have to like really chase down money. Yeah. But that's a big part of any kind of creative work, no matter what kind of form it takes. It, it's a, a lot of it is chasing down your money. So you've got to be, you've got to develop that. Now, this is just a pep talk for me as well. You've got to like kind of put aside part of your brain that will deal with that. Here are the hours of the week where I chase down my money. Right. Here's here's when I send out my emails to let people know that I'm available. Here's when I chase down the money. And I let them know every week, hey, if you don't, if I don't hear anything in the week, guess who you're going to hear from again? And guess what? It's going to ramp up, you know, right, right. you know, that, that kind of thing. Or, all right, here's where I look at. Here's what I figured out for last week. But now it's a, another week. How did that plan look and how does that need to be shifted? You've got to be like, you got to be like water in a lot of this. It's rigid, but you also got to be like water in it because it it can change at any point, especially it's absolutely going to be harder because it's one house, four people. Yeah. So that's more people. (laughs) So it's absolutely harder. Like every day. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got like, that's why you have to be like water because they're not going to, they're not going to stand still. At all. Yeah. So. I think that's it, but I think you may have to actually just be like, this is the time for this, and this is the time for that, and that's when I will devote this much of my brain to doing that part, yeah. Um, rather than just like, all right, I, I, I can see where it's going to be, and that's what how I think it's going to go, and then we just go ahead back into the creative things. Like, you may have to set a little bit more time apart. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it feels like you're already doing that, but... It may mean just being a bit more diligent and out of the creative time for a second just to handle that stuff. Okay. I got to make that pivot. Yeah. It just caught me. It caught me. You know what I mean? I was like, okay. Like, we we might be hungry next week. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) So, right. So now the part of your brain where you would be either tracking down money or the part of the brain where you were your creative. Now you've got to pivot to being creative in a way that's not like putting jokes down or stories down on paper. Yeah. It's still creative, but just in a more financial way, I think. Yeah. Like how how many different ways can I say peanut butter and jelly? Yes. Know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean. Serve it different, you know? Yes. Have we tried cutting it into triangles? <laughs> Have Game we changer. tried? <laughs> Have we tried cutting it into strips? I mean, I don't... Have we flipped it over so the peanut butter's on top? You know what I mean? Just different ways to come Straight up, up. With- <laughs> Kids was like, yo, we should do something fun. And I looked, I found a YouTube video for the family to watch. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're going to learn about New York apartments together, okay? <laughs> you yeah. know about railroad apartments, son? Come on, come and learn. It's free. Straight up. That's what we did yesterday. They got bullshit. They learned about railroad apartments, brownstones. That's very funny. Straight up. Did you, you know also, the history of studio apartments in New York? I do now. Oh wow! Actually, Straight up. I will. I will look that up. Do they know how um, to take care of uh, horses' hooves? Or, no. 
Let me oh, tell you something. Oh, and I've seen, you're right. Yeah, those they were They all- go in there and fucking dig that. Let me tell you something. Start them there or start them with a, uh, like a sheep farm where you see them like dealing with the sheep and bring them all in and then shearing them and all that shit. That's good for two days. That's good Yo. for at least two days of like, what the hell? Once you get started on that horse thing and then you like move to cows and it, trust me, farm, farm <laughs> YouTube, farm YouTube is going to hold you down for a minute until you get your money white. Right. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to do that straight mm-hmm. up because we was deep. We was in like New York architecture history. You know oh, what I mean? Uh, I saw the initial railroad apartments. They uh, they were they would have like three to four families living in the railroad apartment, like mm. one per room. And then like a book came out that uh, was called How the Other Side Lives. OK. And that the pictures familiar. in that book uh, is what led to like reform in apartments and what made uh, New York uh, change laws that required windows. Oh shit! <laughs> Yo, like straight up, like the rules they implemented would like blew my mind that like nobody thought that was a need. Mm. So like uh, every building with railroad apartments had to uh, include enough outhouses because they still didn't have bathrooms in the in the apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to include enough outhouses in the back so that it averaged out to twenty people per toilet. Like that was an upgrade. Oh my god! Straight up, and this is the nineteen hundreds already. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, shit. Like, so like, Aiden's <laughs> listening to this. I'm like, y'all two fighting over two bathrooms. You know? <laughs> right? You could be fighting 18 <laughs> other people. <laughs> Straight up, yo. <laughs> so for a chance to go outside. To go outside, yo. That's just <laughs> crazy. Bathroom. Straight up. Uh, New York came a long way. But yo, we watched that whole shit, you know? And then uh, I sent them to do homework, but it bought me time. You know? <laughs> that's quality time we spent right there my yeah dear. definitely put that horse hoof thing in your back pocket okay. it will especially if they've not spent a lot of time on a farm or anything like that yeah nah that's not them yeah no nah, that that thing is fascinating to see how they clean and dig out all the dirt and all that kind of stuff low-key relaxing like it's one of it's like the that, the, the pimple popping one. videos yeah yeah the sheep one definitely when they're shearing them and everything yeah. and they're just lifting them up and cutting all that hair off and the sheep are like yep that's what happens to me every couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> yo that shit was dope now yeah. I uh I've been and we've been like uh Gabby admittedly is leading the charge on like the other thing like uh, I'm supposed to be like I'm trying to be more health conscious mm-hmm. um I said that out loud I admittedly haven't done my part as much for that. Mm-hmm. But Gabby took that as like, oh, I'm going to use that as an excuse to make you go to doctors. Oh, right. Yes. You know, <laughs> and now you can't fight me because it's your resolution. So like yep. uh, I went to an eye doctor with her on Monday. Mm. Straight up. Like we, she, she got me signed up for like four appointments I don't even know about. <laughs> That's you know great. I mean? <laughs> How was the eye doctor? It was cool. Um, a lot of upgrades. Uh, they don't do the air puff thing no more. Yeah, right. I, I you know? noticed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like check your pressure differently now. They have like a little pen. Mm-hmm. Then uh, they had like a a target range thing. Like it looked like I was playing a bit a shooter video game. Okay. Like a target that like follow the target. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm gonna crush this shit. You know, I play first <laughs> portion shooters all day. We good. Right. You know. Um, but it was cool. It was uh, they checked my eyes out. They told me I'm good money. 
got got mm-hmm. solid eye health. Uh, okay. You know, I'm uh, I'm definitely like my I can't see well. <laughs> sure. You know, can't you know? They got nothing to do with the eye health. Apparently, I don't. I didn't know that those were separate things. Right. Yeah. Like you can still your eyes can still not be great. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 still be okay. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand. She was especially like, your eyes are healthy. They just don't do what they're supposed to do. I don't, right. I don't understand why that's the thing. Um, but yeah, uh, and uh, I teased Gabby a lot because Gabby has like Gabby's eyes overall average to how bad my eyes are. But I have two co- about the same level of bad eyes, mm-hmm. whereas she has one atrocious eye oh, and no. perfect vision on the other eye. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like, her shit crazy. So I was like, y'all don't even know how this work, B. Like, you wear a monocle? Like, how, how do you get around? <laughs> so I, I'm oh, fucking no. with her the whole visit, you know? And they're like, uh, so, like, they, they brought us in. They're still doing, like, medical COVID protocol, you know, mm-hmm. to be safe. So everybody's wearing masks. Um, and they make us go separate to different things. Right. So... We made one mistake because I haven't been to the doctor in a long ass time. Mm-hmm. And they asked us if they want to do the the dilated thing, the, right. the, the eye drop. And uh-huh. I, we both said yes. Mm-hmm. And then they just throw you out into the city. And like yeah. we blind as shit for like four hours. I got kids to like coming home. Did we, uh did, did they at least give you like some paper shades or anything? Nah, we was out there, shot. Like Oh wow. <laughs> we uh yo, we was roaming uh like lower east side Manhattan, just looking for help. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> straight up. I know we bought way too much like uh tea and coffee just to find places with shade. Mm-hmm. Um every time I felt brave enough to go back outside, it was too sunny, had to go back in. Right. Had to keep buying coffee at yeah. different like bistros all across that area. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, I just need a reason to sit here, boss. Whatever you just give me, whatever you want on the menu. This is your chance, my G. I'm gonna tip you well because I don't know what I'm signing. But I, I need to sit down, homie. Like I can't see. Uh, I bought uh, unintentionally bought um, two loaves of uh, I think I forget what it's like a Jewish chocolate bread. Okay. I don't know what it's called, but it's upstairs. If you want some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I, like I didn't even know what it was. It's like yeah, because they when I went in, they have like a coffee shop area, but that part closed, uh-huh. and the rest is open. It's just the bakery, right? So now I got chocolate Jewish bread, <laughs> and I don't know what I don't know what it's called, but I got it. It's like it it kind of looks like pound cake, but it's they were adamant that it was bread, <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool, man. <laughs> like I ain't fighting you. I just want to stay inside, you know. So oh I paid thirty dollars for bread. I got mm. two loaves of the sixteen dollar bread. It's upstairs. It does taste pretty good. Uh, okay, but uh, I got that, and then uh, I eventually found like a taco place. So I got some mm-hmm. protein in me. Okay, uh, and about like two <laughs> hours in, like uh, somebody finally sh- uh, pointed to a train that was close enough that we could <laughs> like make it there while only looking at the floor. So y'all weren't even dry. You didn't even drive there. So no. this was and- just for you to. Man, I'm thankful. There's no way I would have been able to drive like that. That's what, I mean, <laughs> anywhere else where you have to drive. I mean, the last time I got, last couple of times I got my 
eyes checked were here in New York. So I just got on a train and just in the hopes that it would take me where I needed to be. <laughs> but, um, but definitely in Atlanta, you know, they're just like, okay, just sit there for a couple of minutes. And then, you know, here when I was a kid or, or in my twenties, they gave you little paper, uh, like sunglasses, yeah. little paper shades to put on over whatever your glasses were so that you could at least stumble to your car and sit in your car for a minute <laughs> and be okay. But yeah, here, I definitely the last time, first off, the last time the drops didn't really make it in my eye. So you just kind of squirt, squirt in the direction of my eye. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that made it. So then when they had me sitting there for 20 minutes and I came back, they're like, the eye's not dilated. And I'm like, well, no, but I bet my cheeks are wide open. Like, <laughs> you, you, I don't, maybe you should. Your assistant needs to get her eyes checked because she was nowhere near where she needed to be. So then I had to get more drops and sit there for a little bit longer. And then I guess my whole head was open at that point. So I could see straight in <laughs> to my brain. Oh, but man. it still gave me no shades. And I still was just walking around Midtown Manhattan. Like, I mean, I'll, I, as long as I walk down, I guess I'll get to Brooklyn. <laughs> down and to the left. And I think I'll get to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's only so many boroughs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't know. I tried, uh, but yeah, my um I got I got one of those knocked out. Um, okay. You know, I got better news. Gabby gotta come back in three months. I got a I got a year. So okay. I, I, I feel like I good. won, you know, like I got that one. <laughs> okay, it's not a competition. <laughs> hey, listen, that's how you view a shot. <laughs> Let's get into the news, huh? All right. Uh, kicking us off this week, we got uh, Italian fugitive Edgardo Greco tracked down as a pizza maker after 16 years. That's right. Edgardo Greco's capture in St. Etienne is the second high-profile mafia arrest by Italian authorities in a matter of weeks. Uh, Matteo Messina Denaro had been on the run for 30 years when he was detained on a visit to the to a clinic in Sicily. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Uh, he uh, and uh, another man was convicted, uh, were wanted for carrying out grisly murders in the 1990s. Uh, okay. okay, so hold Wait. So the two guys, this Edgardo Gecko, who was a pizza chef. Yep. And the, and the guy who went to a clinic <laughs> <laughs> did grisly murders and they got caught. Okay. Gang, right. gang. <laughs> uh, while uh, Messina De Nero was the boss of bosses for Sicily's notorious Cosa Nostra, uh, Greco was part of the uh, and, uh, Draghetta, uh organized crime mob who originated from the uh, Calabria region in Italy's deep south. Uh, the Andragetta uh, are now the most powerful mafia in Italy and their uh, tentacles stretch across Europe and South America. Greco, 63, was wanted for the murder of two brothers during the Mafia War between two gangs in the early 90s. Uh, Stefano and uh, Gus, uh, Giuseppe, Gus, Giuseppe uh, Bartolomeo were, are, were beaten to death at a fishmonger's in the city of Casina uh, in January 91. Their bodies were never found and are believed to have been dissolved in acid. Yo, he did work. Uh, wow. Greco was part of a rival gang and he was also accused of the attempted murder of another man later that year in the same city. When the trial judge issued arrest warrants for him in 2006, Greco went on the run. 
Eight years later, he settled in the French city of Saint-Étienne, southwest of Lyon, eventually taking up a job of Pisalio in an Italian restaurant. Uh, Greco took on a new identity, calling himself Paolo Dimitrio. By now, <laughs> yo, my man. <laughs> By now, he had been given a life sentence back in Italy and was subject of a European arrest warrant. But in July 2021, he was suffi- uh, sufficiently confident of his new alias that he appeared in the local newspaper feature, boasting of his restaurant's regional and homemade recipes, such as ravioli, risotto, and tagliatelle. Uh, wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Wait, hold on. Press run, yo. yo. <laughs> so not only did he make pizza in, in a, an Italian <laughs> restaurant in France, but then he fucking... <laughs> newspaper <laughs> talking about how official his food was <laughs> that's just brilliant yo i ain't mad at that man you know you get a new you get a new you get a new like life a new lease on life man you got to make the most of it you know i mean i guess so but i also feel like um maybe <laughs> maybe you don't go in the paper and brag about uh, uh, your ravioli. I mean, I know it's France, and it, it, but it also is not like you're in America with a, an authentic Italian restaurant. You just went next door to France. You know what I mean? Like, like when there's something, it's like, oh wow, this is like real Italy. I'm like, yeah, because Italy's like literally over there. <laughs> That's like being in Georgia and going, ooh, this is real Alabama. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> you can get there by train. It's not that hard. You can carry this. You can take that dough by train. Oh, man. Yo, I just love that. Like, I don't know. I, I'm picturing like the, like those pillow talks with his missus. Like, mm-hmm. honey, you know, we've been really lucky the last 30 years. Maybe you should keep playing low. Like, I hear you, but grandma's recipe, like, people got to know. <laughs> you know. Like, it would be an injustice if more people haven't tried this ravioli, honey. You I mean, know? I think that if people already know, if what people know of you is that you are or may be a mafia boss, then you don't know how to lay low. Do you know what I mean? If they know that you are the boss of the mafia, that means that at some point you have said, tell them. Edgardo Greco sent him. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that means you didn't, you couldn't keep your mouth shut. You weren't being quiet. Yeah. So I think I figured it out. Uh oh. What if he got tired of yes men? You know, my man's mm-hmm. boss of all bosses. He's making, he's inviting the team over, you know, uh, you got to do some team building activities, I'm assuming, in all organizations, you know? Yes, right, sure. <laughs> Trust falls and you things I mean? of that nature, yes. Right. Exactly, you know? So they, they, they're on a mafia group retreat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do it icebreakers and, like, right. you know, they, they're like, tell us something about yourself. And he's like, I, I don't know if you know, I make a slamming pizza. Uh-huh. You know? And he makes this pie and everyone tries it and everyone says it's great. Except one dude, he's like, eh, I've had better, but nobody's going to tell you because you're the boss of all bosses. Right. And he's like, how can we try it in an unbiased way? He said, I guess if you went on the run for 30 years, reinvented yourself <laughs> in another country. 
I mean, that's you know? one way to do it. That's one way to do it. And that's what he's doing. He's out here trying to prove that his pizza is good, even if you don't know that he's the boss of all bosses. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. But I also feel like, well, maybe that's what chefs and uh, mafia bosses have in common, is that they're unable to keep their mouths shut, that they want to brag. <laughs> but I think there might be some chefs that are just like quietly good. Yeah. But the fair. ones that are in the paper, are it's probably they're tapping into the same desire that wants to let everyone know that they're a crime boss. Also, if you look at a picture of this dude, like he's wearing gradiated, uh, like gradient shades, <laughs> aviator, <laughs> aviator gradient shades. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, you're not a, you're not a chef chef. You know what I mean? Like if, it's a top if gun. you didn't know, if you didn't know the story and someone showed you a picture of this guy and they were like, this guy is either A, a pizza chef, or B, a mafia boss. 60-40, that's going mafia boss. Easy, easy. Even though he's standing in the kitchen. With the chef's coat on. Still With the chef's it. coat on, still wouldn't believe it. Mm-mm. That's you just can't. the cover. That's where they kill the bodies right there. Right, exactly. You know? That's where, I mean, it's hard to wash. It's hard to wash off being a mafia boss. <laughs> I, yo, real talk. That's that's a book title right there. <laughs> that's an autobiography waiting to happen right there. It's hard to watch off being a mafia boss. <laughs> Yo, go ahead, Fab. Oh man, I love that go, right there. Let me go ahead okay, and write that's that the new down. fabulous album right there. Oh no. <laughs> Yo, man, keep living your dream, homie. I ain't even mad at this dude. Um, <laughs> well, that's because he's been caught. <laughs> <laughs> I Yo, think at least right. let that dude cook in prison. Oh, no, he absolutely. He I has mean, to. Yeah, he definitely. He's a mafia boss. So he, there's probably a whole kitchen dedicated to the various mafia yeah. bosses, right? I'm sure there are sections of the prison that are just like, oh, you go to that. That's the the Cosa Nostra uh, wing. So don't <laughs> go over there. And then this guy has his wing, you know, and I'm sure he cooks food and all that. Why kind isn't of stuff. that a restaurant, by the way? Like, why ain't there like a like a business like I don't like a like a prison work like program where like you could go to like Rikers and have food made by prisoners? <laughs> um I feel like they do work that like that's a job where like if you learn how to do it, it could legitimately be a job you get when you leave. Yes. And that might be why. <laughs> because I don't think they're actually in the business of rehabilitation. Oh, okay. That's fair. Um, yeah, I that I think it's partially that, and partially like there is something a, a little weird in my soul about going to eat what the prisoners have cooked. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it feels it feels weird. It's like when people have prisoners come out to do the law like yard work for like the governor's mansion which i know is a thing that has happened in various states right where they hire they kind of hire out prisoners to do like that's that's yeah. kind of wild i feel like if you're doing that kind of if you want to do rehabilitation cook for like soup kitchens yeah do that but don't do it for a restaurant do you know what i mean like don't have 
like rich or well-off people go, I went to it. I let the prisoners cook for me. They make a great macaroni and cheese. Like that is wild business. And so that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that made that made my heart hurt a little bit. But if it's for a soup kitchen, yes. I'm just thinking of all the learning opportunities you got. There, you there can are learn plenty of yeah. There are plenty of learning. I mean, they're already look. I, I believe that prisoners are doing wild things with instant ramen and fermented fruit right yeah. now. That if plated correctly could absolutely get them to the top four of Top Chef. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So it's not that they ain't cooking. (laughs) They're in there cooking. (laughs) But, you know, as far as like, you know, doing it for for people to go like to ride out on a ferry to Rikers Island and be like, look at us being bad. I want to shoot all those people in the head who would do that. That's (laughs) so I know that that's probably not the right thing to do. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to l- listen. Greco, I was trying to create opportunities for you. Okay, so Lay was he out on board with hey, the first draft, but he's uh, he's he created his opportunity. <laughs> he, he he got there already. He he found his opportunity. Now it might be time to answer for the two brothers that he disintegrated in acid. Yo, real talk, man. Maybe it's maybe it's time to answer for that. <laughs> hey, man, respect. You got to the top of two different industries, man. <laughs> uh, respect, homie. In <laughs> uh. <laughs> other news, uh, Groundhog Tragedy. Fred uh, La Mormote, Canada's uh, Punk Satani Phil. You, wait, Punk Puck, Satani. All right. Punk Satani. It's Fred La Marmont. Yeah, please. Canada's Punk Satani, I believe is how we say it. Okay. Punk Satani. Punxsutawney Phil. Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah, you know he's the he's the groundhog that we answer to, who is either in Jersey or like upstate New York or something like that. He's they consider him the 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 groundhog that counts when it comes to Groundhog's Day. Got you. Okay. But there's a Canadian, the Canadian groundhog that matters. Fred uh, La Marmorte. La uh, La Marmont. Marmont. Yeah. Uh, he uh, dropped dead on his big day. <laughs> All of that <laughs> just to announce that this damn thing died. That's how I was trying to nail it. I was trying to be respectful on his last day. No, you know you're right. I mean? That's that's very fair. You know, uh, Fred uh, La Mamort, uh has been predicting whether or not <laughs> okay. Canadians would endure six more weeks of lever for years. I'm assuming that means winter. Yes. Um, but French. during today's Groundhog celebration in Quebec, I'm not even going to try to say that city. Uh, okay. The event organizer, Robert Blondin, Blondin uh, made a stunning announcement telling onlookers that Fred was dead. Um, isn't that a movie? Uh, Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, in life, the only thing that's certain is that certain is that nothing is certain, Blondin told the crowd. Well, this year, it's true. It's true and it's unfortunate. I announced to you the death of Fred. Yeah, that was a little like morbid there, Blondin. Like I mean, they are French. Uh, yo. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> There's a lot of theater right there for this. <laughs> like, okay. Uh La Mort de Fred. Those that attending the festival reacted, as you'd imagine any crowd would. Uh I, I have no idea how crowds react when uh well, groundhogs die, by the way. Well, they were as it says, as they were expecting to hear a weather forecast, but instead received news of the death of a meteorological <laughs> titan. I mean, if you gathered 
And it's Groundhog's Day, and no one, no one really knew that the thing was dead. And so, you know, they just they're just playing weather songs and talking weather talk and getting you all hyped up for us pulling him out of his little hole and seeing how he reacts. But it's taken a little long, and then finally, the organizers just like in life. On, the only thing that is certain is nothing is certain or whatever <laughs> you, you do it in France. Well, this year it's true. It's true. And it's unfortunate. Not. Something like that. <laughs> I announced to you the, the death of Fred, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny because you keep saying his last name, which is Fred La Marmot, Marmont, 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 I think. Okay. But you keep putting an R in Mort. So you keep saying Fred <laughs> ah, Mar Mort and Mort Lamour or his death in French. <laughs> so you are still putting the death in there. <laughs> Yo, my bad, Fred. I mean it, okay? <laughs> I, I mean, I struggle. You ain't lying, though. That's the thing, is you're right. Fred the dead. Dead Fred. Yes, absolutely. Oh man, I, I unintentional uh, a straight shot there, Fred. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry for your loss. They did say that uh, um, he might have died peacefully because uh, he might have <laughs> died while he was hibernating. They believe so he might have been dead for a long time. So they pulled the a fall. dead. I can't. Yo, straight up, they woke that dude up. <laughs> no, they didn't. He was already dead. They're just like he's still asleep, trying Real to talk. shake him. He's still asleep. He's not. He's cold. So if he came back, he would have been Jesus. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> been a whole different article. Okay. Oh, this may be the best part. With the celebrations and festivities already in motion, uh, Bloden allowed a child in the crowd to make the weather prediction instead. The child predicted six more weeks of winter. Well, of course he did. <laughs> oh, it's a man. dark time. Any time for spring? That kid needs six weeks to process what he has just seen. <laughs> like six more weeks in the dark, please, before I can see the sun. Y'all just, y'all just had me in front of a dead fucking groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, man. To, to all the friends, family and friends, sorry for y'all loss. Mm-hmm. Um, no foul play was uh, suspected, apparently. No, no, it was natural. Natural, natural causes, cause. baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, man. Yo, there's, by the way, like, there's really a picture of this dude holding dead Fred in this article. Yeah. Isn't, right? That's how the article starts. Am I bugging out? No, 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 no. You're not bugging out. That is a, that is <laughs> a dead... Uh, <laughs> yo, that is wild, yo. I man is really holding a dead ground to kick look, off this article. You know what? We don't. Uh, that's how they get down in Canada, and who are we to judge? Real talk, <laughs> Honestly, Canada nice is different. See, yeah, it's nice to see a little. <laughs> it's yes. nice to see them do something <laughs> a little weird. A little weird. Straight up, man. There was no NSF like W uh, warning on this article. Yeah, at all. no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. This is. <laughs> uh, we just read an article about like a mafia boss, but that caught me. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait till you see the next one. I put the next story in. Please, I found this one. Okay. Um, scientists are modifying catfish with alligator DNA to comp- to create hybrids for human consumption. What? <laughs> the scientists at Auburn University. <laughs> War Eagle. 
<laughs> injected, injected alligator DNA into farm-raised catfish. The scientists found that the fish were more resistant to disease and less likely to reproduce. They hope that the new and less disease-prone catfish will one day be sold for human consumption. Mm. Um, geneticists have created disease-resistant catfish using alligator DNA, and they may one day become part of our diet. A group of scientists at Auburn University published a, a paper in January detailing their efforts to geneti genetically modify catfish with the, oh Lord, uh, Catholic din. I don't know. Yeah. Catholic din gene. Yeah. Not sure. Of an alligator. It's found in the intestines of an alligator. It's uh, antimicrobial peptide responsible for helping organisms fight diseases. Um, the gene heightened disease resistance among the catfish in comparison to wild catfish. Um, researchers noted that survival rates of catfish were two and five-fold higher. Um, that's insane. Yeah, that's solid. I ain't mad at this, not me. But now, because they added this to a gene for the reproductive hormone, it reduces the catfish's ability to reproduce, which they said is important to prevent genetic contamination of the hybrid fish with wild catfish. So I guess if you do this, then the genetically um, <laughs> switched up, <laughs> the fucked with catfish okay. will not have sex. The hybrid fish will not have sex with wild catfish because it reduces their ability to get it on. Okay. So that way you don't have some weird fucking fish, <laughs> which I dare say, I don't know. Mixing catfish with alligator feels weird. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> you already started. Yeah. Okay. But researchers hope that the alligator and catfish gene editing. Um, wait, I just lost. Oh, wait, hold on. I just lost all of it. That the editing do to do to do to do. Oh, well, I'll never find it. <laughs> I can't. Because if I touch my computer, it will all go. There we go. Um, researchers hope that the alligator and catfish gene editing can be used in tandem with other catfish breeding techniques to help farmers with their catfish yields. Um, do you like catfish, Gastor? Um, I'm going to go with I have no idea. Hmm. Um, I, uh, is catfish what they, the fish they sell at Crown Fried Chicken? You know, I have not been to Crown Fried Chicken, but I've been to fish spots. Okay. And usually they may have catfish, but if it's just your basic, like, let me just get a fish and blah, 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 it's usually whiting. Okay. So I'm going to go with, I, I don't think but so. It, I don't think yeah, I've had But it. catfish is, I mean, it is very popular. I don't know if, um, if it's the go-to for that particular fish place. Yeah, I'm a whiting. I I know whiting and uh, cod. I'm pro. Okay. Um, tuna. I'm good with that. Okay. Um, outside of that, I might have had it, but don't know. Okay, it's usually fried. No one's really grilling catfish. Okay. Um, it's usually a, a fried breaded? fish. Uh, it, it tends to be, but not like a really thick breading. I mean, I guess it depends on whoever's cooking it how they do it. But yeah. I've always had it with more of a thin kind of coating than a real thick breading that you see in like your your captain d's and whatnot um which they use they use whiting i think okay. um but people swear by it you know what i mean people swear by catfish 
Um, have you ever had um, alligator? No. Okay. Um, I've had alligator nuggets. They were kind of chewy. Okay. Um, oh, they were a little chewy. Uh, and so, and they didn't, even though we were told they would taste like chicken, they didn't really taste like chicken. It just tasted like a, chew, a slightly chewy meat. Um, <laughs> and I'm, s- I'm wondering what happens when you mix chewy, t- uh, a chewy meat with a catfish. Like, I don't, you're going to be able to tell which catfish got alligator in it. Which one don't. I just feel like you're going to know. Discerning, I feel like if you if you eat enough catfish, you're going to be able to bite into one and go, well, now this ain't normal catfish. <laughs> I bet this shit 34 times. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm still chewing this bite. Like, this is not a normal. I'm seeing pictures of it. I, I think I've had uh, catfish. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've done this. Uh, look, I think I remember enjoying it. Yeah, um, I mean, catfish is good. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a go-to. I think it's like, um, I, I believe it's considered a bottom feeder fish. Okay. So, like, at the bottom of the barrel is a catfish, which is probably why um, it's uh, considered part of soul food menus. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the intestines of the pig and, the, you know, just the oh, rough yeah. part of all of it that we just fucking breaded and seasoned and deep fried and made fine. <laughs> um, I, yeah. So. I mean, overall, I'm appreciative of this, okay? Egg mm-hmm. prices are crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had chicken shortages on two different parts of the body so far. Right, right? yes. You yes. know, so, like, I'm glad somebody's out here making more protein for me, okay? You know, whatever it may be. Admittedly, uh, extra catfish probably wouldn't have been my first choice. Um, <laughs> but uh, if this is what you found a way to make, I, 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 I could pivot my diet that way. You know what I mean? Um, right. I haven't heard about mercury poisoning uh, from a lot of catfish. Um, <laughs> you know, so right. I'm willing to try. You know, if this is yeah. what you got for me. Uh, I had duck last week. So oh. anything's possible. How would you feel about duck? Um uh, probably wouldn't have it again as my first choice, but I, mm-hmm. I'd have it. Like I would never <laughs> like pick duck again. Where did you? How did you have it? I had it in a taco. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. like it was. It was good, and it was different for right. sure. Like oh, that was a cool mix up. But it's like, like <laughs> a cool mix up. Yeah, like not- I had four tacos, uh-huh. and like I instantly knew, oh, this ain't the normal taco. Okay. Um, and like as part of four, I would a hundred percent do it. Mm-hmm. But like I wouldn't, I would never be like, yo, today for duck taco day. Never happens. <laughs> you know? Okay. Whereas I've never all had right. like, yeah, I want all carnitas, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah. Duck is like a uh, very dark chicken meat. Yeah. It's very dark. <laughs> oh, it's a pivot. And, and, and kind of, I don't want to say greasy, just fatty. Yeah. So there's more, there's this more grease or oil to it or whatever. Yeah. And it worked well, like within the thing. Like I can't mm-hmm. knock it. It was different. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it, I, I feel like they have it on the menu just to have like, like first date people have something to talk about on the way home. Like, yo, well, how was the duck? It was, it was cool. That's <laughs> kind of how I ended up eating alligator. It was the one time that I've been in uh, Nolens okay. and uh, was at some little restaurant and i was just like well i mean i guess i'm here give me the alligator nuggets you know yeah, like, yo. <laughs> let's, yeah. see, let's see what y'all are talking about around here um <laughs> That's and how I, I, crab cakes all of those things every time i've had them is because i'm in the place 
<laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's, that's the thing. I'm in D.C. I, I tried that weird sauce everybody hypes up in a DMV. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. That's a pretty good sauce. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just yeah. also, like, I understand why it's only here. Like, it's a, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty good, but this ain't like, yo, the whole world needs to know. Uh, I feel <laughs> like that about crab cakes. I feel like that about... Uh, oh, dunk. no, the whole... I need it. I, I, the world needs to know about crab cakes. It's just you can only get to it from you can only get to the crabs. <laughs> only because I was in like the Maryland area and I had like crab legs yeah. for the first time. And that was such a fucking mess. And I was like, you know, they just put this in cake form. You know, we don't have to do all this. <laughs> it's all so this much work. better. It's needed. Yeah. Just give me a crab cake with garlic butter on the side. We'll get there. Done deal, baby. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Done deal. And the same restaurant probably does it. You know, why are we wasting the time? You know, <laughs> right. Let them do yeah. the work back there. They have Absolutely. a whole kitchen. They why? Got, yeah. You know, you they got here in a bib. <laughs> you know, now yeah. I look like I work in the kitchen. You know, it's just yes, crazy. Yes, exactly. It's the whole if point. I had to put on an apron to eat, I could have stayed home. Straight up. <laughs> I could have stayed home. Every time they bring the that out, the staff looks at you like, you sure? <laughs> for real? We could take care of this for you. Nah, okay. I mean, yeah, it's a. That's not what I'm paying all the money for. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I. But uh, I have to say, uh, why was catfish the first idea? Like, why didn't they put alligator in anything else? Um, I, I. That's kind of what got me. Is I'm like, it, it, maybe because it's. Um, I don't know how plentiful catfish is compared to the other fish. Right. Because it's considered bottom feeder, it seems like it's always around. But we're probably actually, although no one wants to talk about it because because people throw so much shade on catfish. I wonder if we're actually running low on catfish Mm. and they're just like, well, let's just see if we can stretch out the catfish. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, look, I don't know. I don't know how well America took it when we were running low on wings, but I know people were upset. So if it also looks like we're running low on catfish after we we're trying to get out of a wing shortage. Yeah, let's just put some alligator in there and see what happens. Yo, you know man. what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, man, I can't uh, wait to be out at restaurants and be like, yo, this catfish been stepped on. OK. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the pure this ain't what i paid for okay oh my god <laughs> yeah do you I think it'll be I... listed separate i hope so but right? no no i don't think it will yeah i think it, it will be in a way where it's like um this is wild caught catfish yeah. as opposed to frozen catfish or however it is that they do with like wild caught salmon versus salmon from a farm and all that kind of shit. You know, like I think that you start with catfish, you know, like anything you you do the experiment on the, on the ones who can't, (laughs) you know, the lesser quote, lesser end quote. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. In the way that Henrietta Lacks's DNA helped us find cures for like, find ways to deal with cancer, but her family had no idea. They just fucking took her DNA because it had the stuff in it and they used it in all these things. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what they're doing to the cat, to my brother catfish here. <laughs> and, they are. and once they, once they smooth out the process, well, yes, we got a bunch of like fucking alligator looking catfish, catfish with ridges <laughs> on their back and shit. 
But once they smooth that out, then they're going to stick it to the fucking salmon and they're going to stick it to all the other fancier fish. Mm. The mahi-mahis of the world, right? <laughs> but first, they got to try it out on the catfish. Um, yeah. I think so. It's either one of those things. Either it's like a real fucked up <laughs> racist situation. <laughs> or they're running low on catfish and they don't want us to, like, storm the streets, which also feels a little bit like another racist situation. <laughs> That it's going down in Alabama is not a mistake. <laughs> God bless you, Auburn, but... Uh, it's uh, the suspect, baby. Uh, yeah. But, you know. Oh, man. Good luck out there. Uh, <laughs> yo, and also, like, get an alligator some props. Like, oh, just like... Right? Take alligator DNA, put it in catfish, and still keep calling it catfish. I know. You know? That's fucked up. I know. Alligators we, is doing the heavy lifting. We yeah, absolutely. We gotta come up if if this works out, we're really gonna need to come up with a name that includes the, yeah. <laughs> the gator. I don't know if we wanna call him Stacy Adam catfish or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's already all implied. You know, gators and catfish, like they're already together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we want to do, but we should we should be right do right by him. Yeah, just give him some credit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> In other news, uh, Walter Russell the third, fourteen, uh, becomes one of the youngest Grammy winners ever. Uh, he uh, won a Grammy on Sunday uh, alongside music icons uh, Beyonce and Harry Styles. Russell's performance was uh, as a principal uh, soloist in the opera uh, Blanchard Fire Shut Up in My Bones earned him a statue at the 65th annual Grammy Awards held on the 5th. Uh, Fire Shut Up in My Bones won Best Opera Recording. Uh, in his speech, mm. the, he thanked God, his family, and his mom. All the fa- sacrifices you made for me, I can't thank you enough. Uh, with that, Russell joins the ranks of a few young Grammy winners. At 14, Russell is the same age as Leanne Rimes uh, was when she won two Grammy Awards, including Best New Artist. Uh, eight-year-old uh, Leah uh, Pasol won in 2002. Uh, after being featured on the Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. And uh, she currently holds the records for youngest uh, ever Grammy Award winner. Blue Ivy Carter at nine became the second youngest in 2021. Well, that's great. Good for him. Word up. Very sweet. There's a little picture of him accepting. (laughs) Really nice. Um, uh, That's actually... uh, very uh nice to hear after all of the other discourse about the Grammys. Uh, yeah. did you watch the Grammys? I did not. Uh I uh I I have like there's certain award shows that like uh emotionally hit me a little bit. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, like I I'm I think like for mental health, I'm trying to like uh read the news after but not watch during. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I feel like our our listeners already know that I love an award show. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. <laughs> I'm in there, buddy. <laughs> Especially the Grammys. What are we talking about? I got off of a plane from San Francisco and I, um, what did I do? I think I just showered and changed clothes and just sat on the couch until it was time for the Grammys to come on <laughs> and then just turned them on. That's um, beautiful. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. I am, I will say this. Um, I 
am surprised that Harry Styles won album of the year, as you may or may not know. Um, Beyonce was up for album of the year for the fourth time and she lost it for the fourth time. Mm. And I am not surprised that she lost. Um, they are not going to give her an album of the year until not for another, I'd say 20 years. Wow. And it's when she decides to do like an American jazz standards album duets or some shit like that. (laughs) That is when, that is when they'll give it to her. Because that's what they do. If they even decide to, if they don't just relegate her to just jazz only or whatever. Um, So that's how the Grammy rolls. Um, They never acknowledge anyone really in the moment. Um, I know that there's, I know a lot of people are just like, she really should have won. And she, she should have, this was the first album of hers that I listened to all the way without the help of videos. Because I, I prefer her as a visual artist. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not really going to sit through an album unless there are videos to go with it because I'm like, I don't need the, I don't need the album tracks from Beyonce. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with the singles. I don't need to dig deep. <laughs> what do we, it's fine. <laughs> you know? And so, uh, uh, but even then, but this one had no visuals, but it was a very, uh, the album was put together. Like it was a very well done album. Mm. Like, uh, as a whole, I think. And even then, I don't listen to the first three songs because I don't like them. I can acknowledge that the album is a great album without liking all of the songs. Yeah. That's what you do with an album, right? So, um, I, I, but I did not think that she would win, especially once they gave her best dance or electronic album. Once they gave her best dance album, that was her album award. Right. And that's the other thing that Grammys do. If, if you're doing something, if you're doing like R&B or you're doing rap or dance or anything else and you get an album of the year from for that category that means you're not going to get (laughs) you're not going to get the album (laughs) of the year so she won that best dance thing i was like that's her enjoy it because that's her thing she's not going to win again um and the grammys like to give it to like just random acts there was one year in a year that started with a two they gave album of the year to steely dan what are we talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't even remember what year it was because my brain was so blown. Like, yo, this is this is different even for y'all. Steely Dan in the year 2000 and something. You've got to be kidding me. So I honestly thought it was going to go to ABBA. Okay. Because they hadn't put out an album in decades. And that's just what Grammy voters love. Some old, some old legacy act that hadn't done anything in a long time that we didn't give recognition to at the time that they were popping. Right. Here's your album of the year. So that's what I thought would happen. Um, I was surprised it was Harry Styles. Um, uh, just because, what? You know, I thought, <laughs> give him a little pop thing and then we can go on our way. Like, that would be it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But what do, what do I know? But just before they announced it, like as we were waiting for them to open the envelope, my roommate was like Harry Styles. And I said, really? You think so? And then they announced it. And I'm like, wow. And he said, yeah, that's just the kind of shit that they seem to like. Mm. And I'm like, all right, I guess so, perhaps. But I, I in my heart, thought it was going to be ABBA. But if I was being extremely hopeful, um, I thought maybe Beyonce or Bad Bunny because Bad Bunny sold so many yeah. copies of that album 
and he was so big globally. But once you say globally to the Grammy uh, voter, they're like, I don't care about the globe. I only care about who I know. Right, right. So going big around the world means nothing to the Grammys. And they're like, if we wanted around the world, we put him in the fucking world music section. Right. And he did win um, best out like Latino album or some shit like that. And I'm like, well, there you go. That was his. Then. I didn't know. <laughs> Once I found that out, I was like, oh, that was dumb with me. They already gave him his his album award. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of things with this, like uh, one mm-hmm. um, as a comedian, um. I, uh, most comics, I think, watch Emmys because of TV shows. I oh, want to yeah. win a Grammy, mm-hmm. like so. Like um, this award show, like always, like uh, creates emotion in me for this reason. Um, sure. Because, in particular, because over the last like fifteen years, there's been a pivot to giving it not only to the most popular person, but mm-hmm. people that don't even put out an album. Like Chappelle won it. The closer, right. while you like it or not, I don't care. It wasn't an album. It was a special. It's literally not on, there's no track listing. It's not available. It's not like he did an album slash special. Like, right. And that bothers me because it's like, clearly mm-hmm. the voting is just, oh, I just know this name. Right, you know? exactly. That shit yeah. hurts because I'm like, yo, like there's people that are creating brilliant pieces of art. Um, uh, When I made my album, it was the same recording day. But there's things that I did specifically different in the audio mm-hmm. versus the video. Um, okay. And this dude literally just didn't put out an audio album. He just said, nah, just the special. That's good. They're going to vote for me anyway. Like, that's wild. Um, that shit works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like, was there a way to there? It wasn't on streaming or anything like that, no, right? I it challenge just... you to find it. You cannot play that album as an audio only. It is oh, a wow. Netflix project. And that's what bothers me. Like, how is he winning album when it's literally not an album? Like, it's it's a it's a special only. I'm okay right. if you do both. That makes sense. At least it's still a track listing. But right, like, yeah. you can't you can't listen to that shit on on uh, Spotify, Pandora. Uh, you can't mm. ask for that track on Sirius. Like, it's impossible right. to hear it without seeing it. So, like, it's not working as that. It shouldn't be in the category. Sure, shouldn't even be nominated. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. So like that pisses me off. Um, then uh, also there's like uh, no way near as serious. But uh, yesterday uh, continues my ongoing war with my in-laws um, <laughs> where. Uh, <laughs> so, OK. Controversial take. Mm-hmm. I feel. That I don't even think this is controversial, but I know it's going to come off that way. OK. Um, in terms of Latin culture and how it's appreciated worldwide, mm-hmm. Dominicans are top three, in my opinion. I think okay. Mexicans clearly crush it. They have, uh, they have, their food is so universally accepted that it's superseded Latin food. It's their own shit. Props. Mm-hmm. Mexicans mm-hmm. crush Latin culture. Um, their music is dope. Everything about it, it's embraced. Dope. After that, I think it's kind of like a free-for-all. Um, but I think Dominicans are slept on in terms of how much their stuff is part of pop of what people envision when they look up, when they think Latin culture, right? Okay. Uh, Clearly dominate baseball. I would argue that most of the Latin music that, uh, segues over it's a mixture of Dominican, Puerto Rican. Um, Right. Right. So like, I feel like, uh, for a, a island of that, uh, country of that size, 
mm-hmm. the amount of influence they have culturally is dope. And I'm proud of it. Um, we right. have some shitty things we're doing there as a country politically. Uh, fix that shit because it's ugly. It's hard to brag about being Dominican uh, with mm-hmm. the shit y'all are doing down there. But the cultural impact of the artists and the athletes uh, that are Dominican, doing it's, it's incredible. And I'm proud of it. Um, I happen to have a weird theory. Uh, I don't even think it's weird either. I think this comes because specifically because we are a country with a shitty history. I think it's the same with America. Um, Mm -hmm. There is a lot of uh, ugly things that have been done there and are still taking place. And that leads to beautiful art. It sucks, but that's kind of the correlation. So um, I said this to my wife. I said, yo, Costa Rica's culture is kind of like, eh. (laughs) You know what I mean? And she was like, what? And she got tight. And I was like, no, no, no. I think that's a compliment. Like, I feel like as a people, y'all have a lot of peace. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful place to vacation. They don't even mm-hmm. got an army. I think that's beautiful. But y'all mm-hmm. got no turmoil, so y'all got nothing to talk about in your songs. So, like, <laughs> nobody give a fuck about it. Like, you don't got no artists. Nobody paints in Costa Rica. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know what y'all do over there, but, like, the most, besides y'all, like, I know y'all got a soccer team that's mm-hmm. consistently not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is like your most important sport culturally, and like your biggest rival is America, which should tell you something. Like <laughs> y'all, like the other Latin countries don't even fuck with y'all. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. Dominican soccer trash. It's not our biggest sport though. At our biggest sport, we dominate on a global level. Uh, okay. Music, we dominate. Uh, food. Mm-hmm. I could go to a Dominican restaurant. I challenge you to find a Costa Rican restaurant. Okay, you know what I mean. How did she take all of this? Oh, it, we didn't talk that 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 night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, and I was like, yo, I feel like you're taking this all wrong. <laughs> I mean, was that the energy you used when you presented your case? <laughs> a, a little bit. Also, yeah. there's no way that eh is a positive term. <laughs> but like, it's in one department. You know what I mean? Like, like in you, terms of yeah, like keeping no, the no. pieces of people, y'all body that shit. Uh, um, yes, sure. But you were having to make those arguments because you were battling back from saying eh. But it, it, it goes hand I mean? in hand, like their nature, uh, preservation, beautiful. You know what I mean? I think they do incredible things in that. Um, and I think we're the inverse. I okay. think politically we're trash. We got work. Well, what, to do. Um, what did she say in her defense? Um, nah, like uh, when I get on a roll, like Gabby just doesn't talk to me. Like oh, if okay. I if I got like, <laughs> yeah, if I get really into it, she's just like, I'm gonna just let you blow off steam. And apologize later. And that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, <laughs> so but, uh, why? Okay. Why did you even have this cover? Why did you do this? Because I why mentioned. Why did you do this? Because <laughs> I mentioned it once. Like I had like the, when I had this like frivolous thought once. Mm-hmm. It came up during like a, a family barbecue where it was like me and her fam. So I was like outnumbered. Yeah. You know, Costa Ricans to me. And like, I felt like I was, I would have won in any other, like, I was definitely dominating the convo despite being in the minority. And like, uh-huh. I was shutting it down. Like, I was killing it. But like, um, I was, it was in Spanish. So like, I lose some of the nuance. So like, I know uh, it yeah. came off 
like angry as opposed to like, yo, this is just a playful like beer combo. Uh, <laughs> so I shut that down that day because I didn't want to like escalate it, but I knew uh-huh. I was winning. Okay. And then you, uh, now, this was if, like, uh, see, like I'm right kind of thing. Uh, okay. So both times you were absolutely wrong. <laughs> uh, to bring it up, to think of it as lighthearted because there's no way if someone came to you with that, with that mindset about uh, the Dominican Republic, would you like um, think of that as a playful kind of jab? Like, you know, and they had whatever, whatever they had points, like you have points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's fair. There's no, yeah, you would have been tight, as the kids say. You would have absolutely been tight. You would have been fair. very upset. So there's no way that they can. Um, and I'm sure the family is probably like, well, we don't want to fucking kill this dude and gut him because <laughs> Gabby's here and they have, uh, he's made like our grandbabies. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah, they like you me know? overall. Like, I'm definitely yeah, like top like yeah. two in-laws. Yes. But I, I feel uh, that that probably was a mistake. <laughs> Maybe you should never bring that up again. Okay. That's uh, uh, to them anyway. I, I feel like that is um, that is green room energy okay. when you are oh. not in a green room. <laughs> that is green room energy. Yeah, that's fair. Because now it's green. You're in a green room, but you also have a place to blow that off, which is on stage. Yeah. Right. They don't. So now they're just sitting with you having loudly told them how their country is trashed and they don't have any place to go with that except back to you. For like, and uh, you, Sincerely, in my heart, it wasn't malice. Like, No, I, it doesn't matter if it was malice. I, it doesn't matter what you meant in your heart. It doesn't what they heard and how they took it is what matters to them. Yeah. That's fair. So, yeah, there's no way. And there's they, they don't have the same outlet. So, yeah, you just got to, before you go on a rant, just think, is this green room okay. energy I have? Or is this actually, like, do I want to have a conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I know a lot of times you want to win the conversation but do you want to have the conversation is what you have to decide do i want to have the conversation or do i want to win the conversation and if it's win maybe put that in your back pocket for now have a conversation where you're not trying to shut down everything they're saying but you're actually listening to it (laughs) that there's that but you you have to really work on like (laughs) <laughs> not saying crazy <laughs> shit like that to a family from Costa Rica. Oh, it felt uh, right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, sure. <laughs> in my heart, I feel like it was like cute banter. No. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but that's what is cute to you. I, 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 like, I like the I like the playful challenge of like yeah yeah challenge yeah some people don't find uh, a challenge playful that's fair some people are challenged so much that when they chill they literally just want to chill yeah they're not in the mood to fucking you know go back and forth because every other point in their life they are constantly having to go back and forth. And um, 
try to argue for themselves or stand up for themselves in the best way possible without losing a job, without losing money, without losing connections or, or friends or kids or things like that. Like for some people, it's a, it's a tightrope of having to do that constantly. So then when they chill, they kind of just want to chill. And not maybe not have that kind of now. I know that's not everyone, and I know you've got folks that you absolutely can, who have that energy, who can go back and forth with you, blah blah blah. But I don't know if your in laws are ever going to be that. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> nah, definitely not. Yeah, you know what I mean? and I'm I'm pro uh, Costa Rica. Obviously, like I married one. We got oh, uh, uh, you know two what? flags no, in the hush, house. Hush, not I married one. Cut it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, got, I got a Costa Rican flag in my living room. I don't know what more that's- I could do. I can't. You, you know? know what? Some of my best friends are black. I don't know what to tell you. Stop it. <laughs> I made two of them. Like, I don't know. I'm doing my part here. Okay? Yeah, well. <laughs> if you would like. Oh, boy. For Gasso to take Costa Rican sensitivity training. Okay. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> All you got to do is like and subscribe to the show. I promise I love the country. Sincerely. Uh, I have not been there, but I will be one day. But I've sent. Uh, three people there several times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our Apple, a Spotify listener, we appreciate your ratings. Four stars. Uh, you agree a little too much with what I had to say. Uh, that's not cool. You know, it's a beautiful Mm-mm. place. Yeah, you know, that's not cool at check all. Check it out. They got ziplining. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Gabby tells me there's other cool stuff too. Admittedly, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like grass and shit. Uh, right, sure. Yes. Five stars, you know the beauty uh, that it is, you know? You you know that they are a historically uh, amazing, peaceful people, you know, Pura Vida, you know? So, yeah, rep that hard, you know? They're uh, great soccer fans, not great soccer players, admittedly, um, <laughs> but they're trying, you know? That's what matters, where their heart is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have any articles you want us to cover, DM us directly on Twitter or Instagram at Silky Jumbo or at Gastromonte. Shout out this week to uh, Shannon, uh, Lemoyne, Stephanie, uh, Gail, and uh, Lori McDaniels. Appreciate all of y'all, all OGs to the show. Thank you for submitting articles. With all that said, I am uh, hopefully not banned from Costa Rica, Gastromonte. <laughs> <laughs> With the unexpected. Costa Rican ally and advocate, Shalay was dropped. I just want you to stop getting in fights with your family. That's all I want. <laughs> no matter the topic, I didn't even want one. I was. I thought we was having fun. You know. Oh I, boy, I'm here. I'm here to teach Gastor what fun is. <laughs> yeah, I even <laughs> bought Costa Rican beer because they were oh. coming over. I went to like a a beer uh like distributor. And mm-hmm. I bought some. I bought twenty four a, a twenty four pack of some weird brand that's <laughs> only like over there. I made the dad smile, you know. Mm-hmm. He was hyped mm-hmm. to say, "I haven't seen this in fifteen years," you know. So I did my wow. part, you know. That should have like, that should have like shown, like, "Yo, I'm uh, I'm on the team," you know. And then and then you opened your mouth. That's it. I went too far. Yeah, went too far. <laughs> uh, this has been. Uh, a far friendlier to Costa Rica episode than I think is coming off at the end of the report. Catch y'all next time. Peace. What's the good go call?